You're listening to the Good News Project podcast with Matt Jackson. You can send Matt feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests at goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Here's your host, Matt Jackson. Welcome to the Good News Project podcast. My name is Matt Jackson. We're just a couple of weeks away from Christmas, and this is always the busiest time of the year. It's, you know, it's a, it's a it's a fun, busy kind of year. Everybody's throwing Christmas parties, and we're finishing up the first semester of school. I've got my soccer season going on. Um, there just seems to be something going on every single day, and. Uh, you know, as as busy as we get, um, you want to try to be able to have some impactful and meaningful moments with all of the different people that are involved in your life, whether it's your family, whether it is your, you know, your church, your friends. You know, in my case, I have students that I teach each day or the, the players that I coach. And, you know, we, we'd like to think that we have um, <clears throat> meaningful dialogue and meaningful moments with those people all the time. But for whatever reason, I think um, Christmas time, we, we put some of those relationships um, on the front burner and really try um, to, you know, to have as many teachable moments as possible. One of the things I like to do to have some fun with my students around the holiday time when we admittedly have a, a little bit of time to burn in the classroom, um, don't necessarily have to be teaching hardcore U.S. history each and every day. I had a holiday movie draft with my students. I divided them into teams and each team had to draft four holiday movies and then I picked the group of movies that I thought were the best movies. Now, I know it's completely subjective, but hey, I'm the teacher, so I get to control those type of things. So, you know, there were uh, kids that interpreted things uh, differently than others. Some po- picked movies like Die Hard or The Nightmare Before Christmas. Some people picked more traditional movies like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman. And uh, somehow word got leaked out about what my favorite movie was, which is the uh, classic Irving Berlin, White Christmas. I'll pretty much watch anything involving Bing Crosby and Christmas, whether it's uh, White Christmas or Holiday Inn or even the the uh, David Bowie, um, Little Drummer Boy uh, Christmas Carol. Um, so had to, had a lot of fun with that. Um, and, you know... It, Talking, it's always interesting, you know, um, I, I try to be careful to not call it Christmas movies, I call it holiday movies, because, you know, God forbid we talk religion in the public schools, um, but we, there, you know, there are obviously some kids in my class that don't celebrate Christmas, and so they are not quite as familiar with some of the holiday movies as others, but, um, you know, in, in those instances, sometimes you can say, oh, yeah, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. It's a good one. You should go check it out. And then you're not really prost- prost- I can't even say the word prost- 
prophetizing. I'm sure I said that word incorrectly, but I think you know what I mean. I'm not necessarily angling towards religion. I'm just saying, yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas. Check it out. It's a great movie. Um, But anyway, one of the movies that I really do like, um, one of the Christmas movies I really do like is an old, old, old movie. It was made back in 1968. Uh, It's The Little Drummer Boy. Now, if you haven't seen The Little Drummer Boy before, it was made by the same people that did the classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation movie. I went to be a dentist, that old classic claymation one. It has extremely archaic um, animation, very, very rudimentary animation. Um, but for whatever reason, I've always loved the story of the little drummer boy. And you may not have seen the movie before. Perhaps you're familiar with the Christmas Carol. Um, the Christmas Carol itself is based off of a Czech Christmas Carol that was first written in 1941. You probably heard the whole pa rumpa pum pum rumpa pum pum rumpa pum pum. So you've heard the Christmas Carol, but as for the movie itself, I think the movie the movie has a great message, um, and I find the movie pretty impactful for for what I have coming up uh, in the next week, which I'll tell you about in a little bit. But Little Drummer Boy story begins, even though the Little Drummer Boy himself is not referenced within the Bible, um, it has, I guess you would call this biblical fiction. The story begins with the biblical historical recitation from Luke chapter 2 about the call for a census from Emperor Augustus of Rome and that all citizens would go to their towns to be counted. And we find this orphan named Aaron who is wandering through the desert and he, all he has is a drum and a, a lamb and a camel and a donkey. And while he's wandering through the desert, he is kidnapped by a, a, a wandering minstrel who has this show that he travels around and tries to collect money by performing for townspeople. And this guy that kidnaps Aaron, and he kidnaps him rather aggressively, I must say, I'm not sure if this animation we could get away with um, if it wasn't 1968. Um, But this kidnapper tells Aaron that if he cooperates and agrees to perform for the townspeople on his drum, because Aaron, anytime Aaron plays his drum, his animals dance. So this is kind of going to help them uh, make money for this minstrel show. So he said if he cooperates and he agrees to entertain the townspeople um, in Jerusalem, that he will be rich beyond measure. But Aaron says he doesn't want to do it because he hates all people, and that is why he's wandering around the desert. We then see a flashback to an earlier time where Aaron is living with his mother and his father, um, and they live on this little farm, and you know he has all these animals that he had been wandering with in the desert, and it's his birthday. And on his birthday, his father gives him this present of this drum. And Aaron, you know, these people were not so well off. And so to get this drum was a real big deal to him. And so he, you know, he plays this drum and he loves this drum. And, you know, you can see the obvious bonded love between, um, between parents and their son. And then suddenly one night, the, the, the home and this farm are invaded by bandits. And 
they, um, they, uh, you know, threaten to kill the entire family and the mom urges Aaron to escape out a window, um, before the bandits can capture him and the bandits end up burning down the entire farm and the entire house, killing Aaron's mother and father. And he manages to escape with the lamb, the camel, the donkey. Um, but it, totally sours him on humanity. I mean, he mistrusts um, everybody and has just the blackest hatred in his heart. A hatred that you can even see in the extremely archaic uh, claymation faces that they were able to put in 1968. And so eventually, um, because Aaron's drumming can make his animals dance. He ends up joining uh, the minstrel Ben Hamarid's caravan. And while he's in Jerusalem and he performs for people and the people are cheering him on, Aaron becomes infuriated by the townspeople's amusement and he lashes out at them because he feels like people like them were responsible for killing his parents. And so he just, he just, he can't stand or be around other people. He just doubts faith in humanity, doesn't think they're good people back in this universe. And really, who could blame him? Um, the society had killed his parents, and then some random old man kidnapped him. Uh, you, could, you couldn't blame him for feeling like the world was out to get him, and there was, there was no one out there that he could believe in and that he could trust. Well... As this little caravan continues to wander through the desert to other towns, they come upon the Magi caravan, the three wise men from the story of Christ's birth. They're following the bright star in the sky, which of course was, you know, the North Star that the angel of the Lord had promised. And the, um, you know, the minstrel tries to get the attention of the Magi because he assumes they have a lot of money. But they're not interested in passing out money because they're in a hurry to get to this, this destination of the star in the sky. Well, one of the camels in the wise men's caravan ends up dying. And so they end up selling Aaron's camel to the wise men, which infuriates him. Um, so he ends up going to Bethlehem to try to get his camel back because his camel had been uh, essentially given away by the minstrel to these wise men. Well, when he shows up to Bethlehem, he sees this giant crowd out there, and, and basically what happens is that Aaron stumbles upon the birth of Jesus. And when he is outside um, walking towards the stable, there's a, a Roman chariot that races by and Aaron's about to get run over and his own lamb, um, you know, basically gets, um, his own lamb gets run over by the chariot. And so he's afraid that, um, you know, he's afraid that his lamb is not going to be healed and is not going to die. And he, it, you know, this is his only companion that's left. This is the companion that you know he trusts his animals more than he does humanity, and so he goes to one of the, um, you know, he goes to one of the magi and asks them to heal his lamb. But 
The Magi says there's nothing he can do for the lamb, but he it says, well, maybe that baby can help. And so, you know, there this this baby that has been promised to be the king of king, the lord of lords, um, as the three wise men give their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and, you know, it's Aaron's turn to give some gift to acknowledge the birth of the baby Jesus. He has nothing to give, but he has his drum. And so he plays his drum and, you know, it, and it immediately puts the baby, it helps the baby calm down um, and, and you know, and kind of coo. Um, and we see the... Uh, the animals start to get in step with the beat of the music. And it, as it turns out, as a sign of gratitude um, for playing for baby Jesus, this lamb is miraculously healed and rushes into Aaron's arms. And, and, and just the, the fact that another human being has somehow done something positive for Aaron in his life, um, you know, we're, we're to believe that this totally changed his reality. And so, you know, even though there is no, um, even though there is no real reference in the Bible to the little drummer boy himself, you can see how this biblical fiction um, can be meaningful for each one of us. In the sense that no matter who has harmed you in your life, no matter what has happened to you, uh, you know, that there is this um, you know, there is this perfect being who was born into this world um, and who, you know, who was born to save us all, who was born to restore our faith, um, you know, our, our faith in a God who can see through all of our um, holes, who can see through the darkness of, in, in our heart at times, and who can ultimately forgive us. And, uh, you know, Maybe we don't go through the extremes of losing parents to uh, violent crimes like Aaron did or, God forbid, someone you know be kidnapped. But the point being, the extreme ills that can happen during your life, um, the impact of Christ can change your heart once and for all. And I think that is something that, you know, that we need to remember um, you know, as we're exchanging gifts in the next couple of weeks and we're thankful for our family and friends and exchanging gifts, just you know, let us not lose sight of what, what this gift is all about, that born into this world and into this universe um, was this babe who, you know, who would die on a cross, um, you know, for, for our multitude of sins and could remove the blackness in our heart. And, and, you know, this is particularly important uh, for me this week because um, I am going to be going along with um, my small group from my church and some other people from my church and also um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes at my school. And we're going to be throwing a Christmas party for um, the New Hope Boys Home, which is a, um, a residential boys home for young uh, men who are in middle school and in high school who, for whatever reason, are not able to live with their parents, and they have some extremely trying circumstances. They have a multitude of personal challenges. And what better gift can there be to give them than to just give them the knowledge of who this Jesus is, who this Jesus is, who this Jesus can be in their lives? I don't pretend to know 
um, what faith um, back, what faith background any of these young boys have. Um, but I cannot wait to just uh, share a meal with them um, and to just introduce myself. You know, I'm a teacher and a coach at the school that a lot of these kids go to. So I just can't wait to let them know that you know, if they, if they ever need anything that I'm here for him, them, other coaches are there for them. And, you know, their fellow classmates that attend school with them uh, are here for them as well. Um, because, uh, you know, they're, they're in some pretty rough situations. They know, need to know that there are people out there for them. They also need to know that there is, there, there is a Lord and Savior named Jesus Christ who is there for them at all times as well. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe, um, and you know, if it's God's will to change, um, one of these young men's heart, you know, then what an awesome um, opportunity this is, um, to share the gospel and to share the Christmas story with them. I can't pretend to know what God is going to do within the hearts of, of these young boys. You know, I, I can't sit here and say, well, man, each one of them are going to have their heart changed forever just because, you know, they, they, they got to spend some time with people during the holidays that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have visitors otherwise. Um, but what I do know is that through God, anything is, is possible. Um, you know, it's not impossible that, you know, much like in the, the story of the little drummer boy, you know, a, a kid that went through some extreme circumstances. And certainly many of these kids have been through some type of a trauma, um, you know, the love of Christ could shine through. Um, even if they, maybe they've never heard of this Jesus before. Maybe they don't know anything about, maybe their, their whole understanding of Christmas is of, um, you know, Santa Claus and Christmas trees and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and, and they don't really know the story of Jesus. Uh, and, and while the birth of Jesus is an amazing story, it's even more important for them to know who this Jesus is, who this Jesus became, and who this Jesus is even today, and what it can mean for them. You know, a, a Savior that could change your heart forever, that could look past a multitude of sins, that could see you, um, you know, as as a the 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 person who was made in God's image, um, and and that what that could do to maybe change their lives for the better. Um, you know, that, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see a smile. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping that, um, just with a sharing of a few words and a good meal, um, and, and, exchanging some gifts that, you know, this could be, maybe this could be the start of something bigger, um, from a, from a faith journey standpoint. Um, and just one little scripture that I wanted to share with you. And maybe this, maybe this is something that you could work on with people in your life that you feel um, could could benefit from a, a stronger relationship with with Jesus Christ. In First Peter chapter four verse eight, it says, "Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins." And and, and just like uh, in the little drummer boy, where Aaron hated humans because his parents had been killed by humans and because he had been kidnapped by a human, and he was in kind of a dark place. You know, he witnessed the miracle. He witnessed the miracle of this birth in the middle of nowhere. He witnessed the miracle of his lamb being healed because he played the drum for uh, for a baby who he didn't know, who uh, ends up being Jesus. You know, all of our uh, all of the things that we're not so proud of, all of those flaws, 
they can be covered up, you know, through our love of each other. And just like Christ loves us no matter what, even when we stumble, we could allow love to cover all of our blind spots uh, in, in our lives as well. So if you could be praying for, uh, for me, for my students and for my, um, fellow uh, churchmates at the bridge this week as as we just hope to, to really, um, have a great week with these, with these young men at this Christmas party, uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, greatly. And if there's something that we could be praying for for you this holiday season or any day, you can always email me goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at MJ4Sports. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Matt Jackson saying so long and thank you for listening to the Good News Project podcast. You've been listening to the Good News Project podcast with Matt Jackson. To reach out to Matt with feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests, email goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com.